الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين My beloved brothers and sisters Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prescribed the fasting in the month of Ramadan in order for us to achieve taqwa taqwa being the development of the correct relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the love of Allah to the degree that we do not want to displease him to earn his anger his punishment his wrath when we love Allah so much that we become conscious of our actions, ensuring that none of our deeds, our statements, our actions would be in the displeasure of the one we love the most, being Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My brothers and sisters, what a blessed month. Allah wants us to develop the consciousness of Him. We become conscious of our food and drink. We become conscious of our relationships. We become conscious of our character and conduct. We become conscious of our contributions towards the rest of the community, the rest of mankind, the rest of the creatures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That in a nutshell is what we are meant to be achieving from the month of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ In order that you achieve taqwa. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the best of this beautiful month of Ramadan. It repeats itself every year, unlike the compulsory nature of the pilgrimage known as the Hajj to Mecca, which is once in a lifetime for those who can afford it. When it comes to Ramadan, it repeats itself every single year. One month out of the 12, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to engage in a unique act of worship that he loves so much because it is staying away from things in order to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The development of the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the discipline that one, be, that one actually has during this month should follow through the entire 11 months of the year. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant that to us. We know that Ramadan is the most blessed month of the year. Fasting is rewarded specially by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Allah speaks of the multiplication of the reward of good deeds that are done in other days besides Ramadan, then he speaks about the multiplication of the rewards of the deeds that are done in Ramadan. He says, besides the fasting, the multiplication of the reward of the fast is such that I personally reward it. It is left to me, my discretion. Subhanallah. Allah loves that to the degree that he has kept a special door of entry into paradise known as Ar-Rayyan. Ar-Rayyan is a door through which those who fasted for the sake of Allah, hoping for the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with proper conviction, pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the most beautiful manner. They fasted, Allah says, 
you deserve the right to enter paradise through this special door for those who stayed away from food and drink for my sake. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it from us. Ramadan is a month that should soften our hearts. If your heart is not yet softened, remember, we have entered the most blessed moments of the month of Ramadan. These are the last 10 nights of Ramadan where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking every one of us who is there, who is seeking forgiveness that I can forgive him, who is repenting that I can accept the repentance and who is asking me for anything that I can actually grant them and give them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from among those who supplicates. Remember, we are created in a way that we have needs. For these needs, we must call out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to ask him to bless us, to grant us from his favor. For indeed, everything was created by Allah. Even if another human being is going to help you through your difficulty, it is Allah who would have given them the ability to do that. So ultimately, it all returns to Allah. The sin of Qarun was that he associated his success solely and only to himself, removing Allah from the equation. That was his sin. As a result, he was punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remember, if you are very intelligent and you think you are intelligent, all thanks and gratitude goes only and solely to Allah who gave you that intellect. But don't become haughty for those who were granted by Allah. If they and when they became haughty in the past, Allah gave them a certain amount of time after which his punishment descended on them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a beautiful lesson. So everything you have connected to Allah. If you have a lot of wealth connected to Allah, it was Allah who granted you the acceptance to perhaps be at the right time, the right place or Allah was the one who allowed you to engage in such business deals that brought lots of profit. All of that is from Allah. Don't let it deceive you by making you think that it's going to increase your life even by a moment. Indeed, when the prescribed time of Allah comes, it will never be delayed. No matter who you are, where you are from, what you look like, what you have, when the prescribed time comes, you have to go. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those who are conscious. So therefore, I call on you, my brothers and sisters, to use whatever Allah has given you to build your hereafter. That is the eternal life. وَمَا هَذِهِ الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا لَهْوٌ وَلَعِبٌ وَإِنَّ الدَّارَ الْآخِرَةَ لَهِيَ الْحَيَوَانِ لَوْ كَانُوا يَعْلَمُونَ Towards the end of Surah Al-Ankabut, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, This life of this world is nothing besides 
play and amusement and indeed the everlasting eternal real life is that of the hereafter if only but you know may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us protection in this world and the next so use what he has given you in order to build the hereafter when Allah has bestowed upon you favor, he has never done that in order for you to become arrogant or for you to develop a chip on your shoulder and to think for a moment that you are above others simply because Allah gave you wealth. Allah has favored others in different ways. You may have only one favor. You may be so poor that the only thing you have is wealth. That too, Allah can take it away at any time. How many a story have we heard of people who have dropped from riches to rags overnight? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not do that to us. We take a moment to pray for everyone. May Allah sustain us with beautiful sustenance. This is the month wherein we call out to Allah. My brothers, my sisters, remember there are a few moments left for this month of Ramadan. If you have not achieved the softening of your heart, it is the time to soften up your heart. If you have not yet forgiven those who have wronged you, it is a time to consider forgiving them. For indeed, Allah will forgive you as a result. Surah An-Nur, Allah says, forgive and embrace. Wouldn't you like, wouldn't they like Allah to forgive them? Indeed, Allah is most forgiving, most merciful. Remember, if you want Allah to forgive you, find it in your heart to forgive others. It is difficult at times. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the strength. Ameen. My brothers and sisters, this is the month that we achieve closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The book of Allah, the Quran, the revelation was sent to us in order to teach us how to lead our lives. Many people die without having understood the very manual that was sent to teach them how to have lived. That would be too late. Imagine Allah sends you a book and tells you if you want to know how to live your life, this is the book. You need to read it. You need to understand it. You need to put it into practice and convey it to others, we will give you paradise as a result. But my brothers and sisters, how many people have died without having opened that manual or even reading why Allah created them? Will you not spare a moment? Will you not make a resolution during this month of the Quran known as the month of Ramadan that you will try your best to go through the verses of the Quran to be tutored to learn the meanings of these verses, to understand the plan of Allah directly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's word and indeed use the scholars who are professionals to explain to you these beautiful verses of the Quran so that you can understand why Allah has created you. We would be at a loss if we allowed ourselves to die without knowing what true submission was without knowing who exactly our Lord was, how he described himself, how he wanted to be worshipped him and him alone, how he sent messengers in order for us to be taught how he wanted to be worshipped. It would be a great loss, my brothers and sisters, 
if you allowed your entire life to go by and you still did not understand the words of Allah, the most important book in existence is Kalamullah. It is the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that the Quran will protect you and Allah will protect the Quran. Indeed, we have revealed this revelation of the Quran and we will protect this revelation of the Quran. Many people think when they have memorized the Quran that they have protected it. In fact, the Quran protects them. When we are sad, the verses of the Quran make us happy. When we are at a loss, the verses of the Quran take us out of that loss and place us well within the profit and the gain that Allah has chosen for us. When we are unwell, the verses of the Quran take us out of the sickness and bring us to the cure that Allah has chosen for us. When we have a difficulty, the verses of the Quran bring about ease by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we have a crisis in our homes, the teachings of Allah through the verses of the Quran, that those are the verses that bring us out of the crisis and show us the solution. When we are going through any form of negativity, the verses of the Quran bring about the positivity. My brothers and sisters, when we are going through loss of any sort, hardship of any sort, when we are going through any form of issue, when we are just low and we're feeling very sad, the verses of the Quran bring about joy and happiness solution. The verses of the Quran are those that inspire us to become closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What a great gift, my brothers and sisters. In it, there are verses within which there is definitely cure for the people. And in a verse, Allah says, cure for that which is in the bosoms, for the sicknesses and the ailments of the hearts. When a person is inflicted with jealousy, it is the Quran that removes you from that into gratitude. When a person is inflicted with deception and bad character, the verses of the Quran will remove you from the bad character to the good character. Did you not hear when Aisha radiallahu anha was asked about the character of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam? She immediately said, Kana Quran. His character was the Quran, an embodiment of the Quran. Does that not prove to us that your character shall be polished and improved by your connection with the Quran, your understanding of it, your practicing of the instructions therein and conveying it to others. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala soften our hearts towards the Quran. Allah nazzala ahsan al-hadithi kitaban mutashabihan mathani. Allah has indeed revealed the best of speech because it's his speech. It is the word of Allah, the book, the Quran. In it, there are verses that are repeated, Mathani. There are verses that are quite similar in meaning, diverse in instruction. There are verses that are repeated often, subhanAllah, just like we repeat Surah Al-Fatiha many times a day in our five daily prayers. Surah Al-Fatiha 
is a dua, a supplication within that surah to ask Allah for guidance. Because guidance is by far the most important gift that Allah could ever bestow upon you. If you have no food and drink, but you are rightly guided, you have achieved. And if you have all the food and drink on earth and everything material, but you don't have the guidance, you have actually lost everything. May Allah grant us ease. So Allah says, the skin of those who fear or who are conscious of their Lord happens to develop goosebumps, as we were to say. So goosebumps develop when you hear the verses of Allah. Subhanallah. If you have Iman, if you have faith, if you have conviction in Allah, if you understand the verses of Allah, they have a greater impact upon you than anything else. You find yourself shedding tears. You find yourself, subhanallah, with the skin being that which develops goosebumps. La ilaha illallah. You've just heard a few verses and the tears began to roll. Allah mentions the eyes that are filled with the tears when they listen to the words of Allah. Those are the eyes of the true believers. وَإِذَا سَمِعُوا مَا أُنزِلَ إِلَى الرَّسُولِ تَرَى أَعْيُنَهُمْ تَفِيضُ مِنَ الدَّمْعِ تَرَى أَعْيُنَهُمْ تَفِيضُ مِنَ الدَّمْعِ مِمَّا عَرَفُوا مِنَ الْحَقِّ When they hear the verses of the Qur'an, when they hear the verses that were revealed to the Messenger, you find their eyes fill up with tears, subhanallah, because they recognize the truth from their Lord. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, those who say, Rabbana amanna faktubna ma'ashahideen. Oh, our Lord, we have believed. So write our names from among those who bear witness. They are the ones whom Allah will grant success and paradise. Allah mentions the filling of the eyes with tears when verses of the Quran are being recited. And then the statement that I say, you say, we should all be saying, those before us have said, and those after us who believe should be saying, Rabbana amanna faktubna ma'ashahideen. Oh Allah, we have believed. So write our names from among those who bear witness. Brothers and sisters, I seize this opportunity to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to write our names from among those who believe, to write our names from among those who bear witness, to write our names from among those who've been forgiven during this month of Ramadan, to write our names from among those who will be granted entry into paradise without reckoning, simply and solely only through the mercy and blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ameen. My brothers and sisters, look at how Allah speaks about the goosebumps on the skin or the goosebumps that are developed as well as the tears that fill the eyes. And Allah loves that. It's a sign of faith. It's a sign of a relationship with Allah and his word. Then Allah says, ثُمَّ 
after having developed the goosebumps, then the skin is softened and the hearts are softened towards the remembrance of Allah. So the first stage is to listen to the words of Allah. The second stage for those words to have an impact on you, your eyes, your skin showing that your emotions, your spirituality, your closeness to Allah has definitely been developed. And thereafter, Allah says, when the skin softens, the hearts soften with the skin to do what? Towards the remembrance of Allah. Oh, Allah told me this. Let me do this. Allah reminded me of that. Let me remember I shouldn't be engaging in what displeases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. La ilaha illallah. My brothers, my sisters, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, This is the guidance of Allah. He guides with it whomsoever he wishes. May Allah keep us from among the rightly guided. Like I said, the biggest favor that Allah could ever bestow upon you is to give you the correct guidance. This is why, and I'm repeating, at a loss is he who allows himself to die and has still not understood what submission to Allah is because they haven't even opened the verses of the Quran, the most powerful book in existence. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqu allaha haqqa tuqatih wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimoon. O you who believe, develop the correct relationship with Allah and do not allow yourselves to die except in the condition of submission. So developing the correct relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would entail understanding what he wants from you, the do's, the don'ts, understanding who he is and why he sent us messengers. What was the primary objective of sending messengers to us? Brothers and sisters, in a nutshell, it was in order to teach us who Allah is, how he wants to be worshipped, the do's and the don'ts from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He gave us guidance and he taught us what happened to those in the past who obeyed as well as those who did not obey. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from among those who take heed. These beautiful nights of Ramadan are the nights of reflection. Ponder over your situation. The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, during the month of Ramadan, spent days and nights in a cave known as Hira in Makkatul Mukarrama, in seclusion, meditating. Brothers and sisters, it is a great act of worship to meditate, to be able to be in some form of seclusion. I know there are restrictions regarding the houses of Allah this time, but that does not stop you from pondering over the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, over your own weaknesses and how you have resolved to work on them, to eradicate them, inshallah. Over the strong points and the strengths that Allah has bestowed upon you and how to develop them further and consolidate them. Over who exactly you are. Think about it. Who are you? Where did you come from? Why are you here? 
where are you going to go after your short stint on earth and what is the preparation that is required for the hereafter my brothers and sisters we came from allah we were brought into this world without us asking to be put here so allah has compelled us to be here right now it definitely shows there is a superior power we are so helpless that we didn't even have a choice regarding the fact that we are on earth right now in this body in this life and even in the place that we were born subhanallah rabbil alameen we are so helpless but we do understand that if that is the case and it is then we have a deity a supreme being who has created us who is eternal who definitely we are going to return to we are so weak my brothers and sisters we don't even remember the time in the wombs of our mothers although we were there for nine months the majority of us and we don't even remember the day we were born we don't even remember the memories of the first few days or months on earth subhanallah my brothers and sisters that is the weakness of man and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says awalam yara al-insanu anna khalaqnahu min nutfa fa huwa khasimun does man not see that we created him from a droplet of semen and now that he's grown older he suddenly becomes so argumentative forgetting his humble beginnings subhanallah where did we come from when we came onto this earth my brothers and sisters we were bathed by others when we die we shall be bathed by others so let's not become too haughty or proud arrogant or let's never develop bad character and habits may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to understand that he is all powerful yet we are helpless and whatever energies we have whatever blessings we have solely and only from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala everything you have is from allah when you came onto the earth you came with nothing when you will leave you will leave with nothing besides your good deeds good deeds the currency of the future meaning the currency of the hereafter if you'd like to buy your paradise you buy it through the mercy of allah and if you want to achieve the mercy of allah you will have to do good deeds for as long as you are trying you're okay brothers and sisters some people become so hard on themselves that they actually distance themselves from Allah as a result of them becoming too hard, forgetting you're only a human. You will falter, you will make mistakes, you will err, you will even sin. Every time that happens, what is required of you is to keep turning to Allah, never losing hope in the mercy of Allah. When you don't lose hope in the mercy of Allah, you achieve it. Allah tells us, Don't ever lose hope in the mercy of Allah. Allah will forgive every single shortcoming or sin of yours 
for indeed he is the most forgiving the most merciful subhanallah so we will all enter paradise by the mercy of allah and we will all achieve the mercy of allah by trying notice the term trying to please allah subhanahu wa ta'ala none of us are perfect and therefore we may have a few shortcomings in our acts of worship we may from time to time become slightly weak but my brothers and sisters none of your bad deeds your sins your shortcomings your weaknesses should make you lose hope in the mercy of allah did you not learn that this is the month of mercy do you not know this is the month of forgiveness have you never heard that this is the month of the freedom from hellfire have you not heard that in this month there is a night known as the night of decree wherein which allah decrees goodness and allah decrees whatever is to come in your life and mine for the following year with detail the finer details subhanallah so call out to allah while your destiny is being written during laylatul qadr or the night of destiny don't find yourself playing online games don't lie, find yourself disobeying allah don't even find yourself wasting time engage in an act of worship do something good ask allah's forgiveness ask allah to write goodness for you and for your loved ones and for the globe humanity at large ask allah to bless you and bless everyone around you ask allah to keep you rightly guided and to give you paradise Aisha radiallahu anha was so concerned about it just like the other companions when she heard about the night of destiny known as Laylatul Qadr or that of Taqdeer Taqdeer and Qadr are taken from the same root of the Arabic language she knew she was not going to spend that night in anything but goodness she wanted to know what's the best thing that I can say during this night people want to know what should I say what should I do? Subhanallah. So she asks the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, O Messenger, if I were to say something during the night of decree, what should I say? What should it be? He says, Quli, which means say. Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. Oh Allah, you are most forgiving. You love to forgive. So forgive me. Subhanallah. Analyze the statement for a moment, my brothers and sisters. Oh Allah, you are forgiving. You love to forgive. So forgiveness is something Allah loves to do. Don't be too hard on yourself. Ask for the forgiveness of Allah. Be convinced that he has forgiven you. The moment you sought that forgiveness, your sins are wiped out. My brothers and sisters completely gone. Unfortunately, the trap of the devil is such that he comes about to a believer after the believer has been totally forgiven and he makes the believer think for a moment that Allah is not merciful. But Allah says he is the most merciful. He loves to forgive. How can you allow the devil to make you think you're not forgiven or you've done something too big to be forgiven? There is nothing that Allah will not forgive. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us all. The only time Allah says if you've died and you have not sought forgiveness, then you've entered different territory, my brothers, my sisters. At that juncture, perhaps Allah may still forgive 
everything besides shirk. So shirk is not forgivable by what Allah has told us if a person dies without seeking forgiveness from it. But if they have sought forgiveness in this world, remember Allah loves to forgive. And that's not a minor statement. That is a statement that should move us. It should really soften our hearts. My brothers, my sisters, Allah loves you. He's waiting for you. He created you. He knows you. He knows your problems. He knows your issues. He knows your situation. He knows your weaknesses. He knows you love him too. And he knows for a fact that you will seek this forgiveness right here, right now, this blessed day of Ramadan, this blessed night of Ramadan. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our shortcomings, to grant us freedom from hellfire, to give us from his mercy, to help us to taste that mercy, to make us from those who can smile again and again when we think of how great our Lord is who created us. And we look forward to going back to him, inshallah, when we return to Allah, my brothers and sisters, I am convinced that we will go to a much, much better place, a place that we would have never imagined. So your duty is to work towards earning the mercy of Allah by trying, keep trying, keep trying to please Allah, keep trying to fulfill your obligations, keep trying to abstain from prohibitions and keep seeking forgiveness. In that way, you would have definitely done the right thing. May Allah bless every one of us. أقول قولي هذا وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته